Welcome to the Joy-Fueled Motherhood Podcast. I'm Brooke. And I'm Andrea, and we're your hosts. We're just two moms having candid conversations about motherhood and choosing to find the joy and fun in it all. We believe that being a mother is your greatest role. We want to help you be content and confident as a mother. Motherhood is under attack. Today's world is pulling us away from all that motherhood has in store for us and normalizing being discontent, disconnected, and deceived as a mom. We believe finding the joy is what makes it fun and the only way is through Christ and His Word. We want to inspire you and equip you through these conversations to walk daily and seek Him out to find the joy that is waiting for you. Hey guys, it's Brooke. I just wanted to quickly jump in here before you dive into this episode. We were so excited to share this with you and this concept that we're talking about on why we choose to be joy-filled mothers. And we really dive into scripture this episode. We give you some practical tips. So if you would just stay the course and and I would encourage you to listen to this whole episode because you will be blessed and there are some things that you can start implementing today in your mothering. So here we go. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Joy-Fueled Motherhood Podcast. I'm one of your hosts here, Brooke. And I'm Andrea. And we are so excited to dive in today. Guys, we are going to talk about why we choose to be Joy-Fueled Mothers. Mm, It's going to be so good. We figured we've been obviously talking about seasons of motherhood. Yes. Um, The name of our podcast is Joy-Fueled Motherhood. Mm -hmm. So we thought it'd be really good to share the why. Yes. Because that's important. Um why it's important, and um, how your days can become more joy-fueled, yes. and what that looks like, so it doesn't seem unattainable. Right, because it totally is, but if we put a why behind it, it actually fuels us a little bit more. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, our goal is for you, as you listen to this, to feel like you have more confidence yes. and contentment as a mother, um, to be able to have those joy-fueled days. And I, I really think, I mean, I think with anybody, if you have a why in what you're doing, it's not necessarily easier, but it makes it more, like we said, attainable. Yes. You can refocus and be like, why am I actually doing right. this, this, and this on my daily yes. routine or whatever that might look like? Right, right. So let's just dive in. Um, we wanted to sort of start off by talking about like the psychological part of joy because there is it one, and it's super interesting <laughs> it is, too. It is. Um, when we were talking through this episode, we found an article. We'll put it in the show notes. Yes. Okay. So it's from Psychology to Today, and it broke down the difference between joy and happiness, mm-hmm. which I thought was so interesting. Yes, and they said that happiness is an emotion. So when you break this down, yep. You think about happiness is based on something external or in our environment, whereas joy involves internal processing, so mindful things, and determination that something is meaningful. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, like, I get... (laughs) Because we're going to pull that in, we're going to, like, relate that to scripture. Yes. Which, ugh, it's, like, one of my favorite things to do when you understand something from sort of a secular viewpoint. Yeah. But you can be like that. Absolutely. Scripture. Absolutely. um, Backs that up. Yes. Yep. Yep. So I love that. Absolutely. And the opposite of happiness would be joy is a feeling. Yes. And when 
we talk about that, it, you know, the cognitive appraisal or the internal thought process mm. is what this article explained. And I really encourage you to go read the article because yes. it was fascinating. It was, oh my goodness, so good. Yep. <laughs> it's not biblical based, but it's, no. it's, it's a psychological article about yes. how you have joy, essentially. Yes, and how you... <laughs> You determine something's joyful by determining it's meaningful, and that's an internal thought process that has to happen in order for it to be considered joy. Yes. Which is really, really cool to me. <laughs> Absolutely. And we talked about how that is a lot, that scripture-wise, Romans 12, 2, I feel like affirms that. So do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I know we've referenced that. Okay, I, I will say that's like my life verse. <laughs> so I will reference it a lot. And we have in past episodes. But when we were reading through the article, I was like, Romans 12, 2. Yes. Right there. And yes. why wouldn't it be? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the rest of that, obviously the rest of that scripture is, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So I think it goes back to, again, how do we think about our children? Oh, that's so good. Mm. And we also will probably touch on that toxic mommy culture that we're seeing in our world. You know, and, it, and when we think about how we as mothers think about our kids, mm. that can either bring joy into your day or yeah. it can bring the opposite, yes. right? Like we are a testimony to our kids. Our God is so good. We get to exemplify to our children yep. the joy that he brings to us mm. if we allow him to. And guys, let me just cue like give you like <laughs> cue the tears right now because yep. this this just speaks so much to my heart and the Holy Spirit's mm. just been like so rich in this in my mothering right now. Mm. You know, and just convicting my heart of being that living example of of how God is so good to us yeah. and how we get to be that. We're not going to be perfect, yeah. but how we get to partake in that mm -hmm. to our children. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I mean, I will say too, just like a mini personal testimony for me and how I think of my children, I can honestly say 100%, my mothering changed when I, when I had this, when I realized this truth and yes. I switched my thought processes of how I thought of my children and what it took was again, time in the word. What is God's truth about everything? Yes. <laughs> um, how does God think of our children? What are, what are kids to us? Why, you know, and again, we've talked about this, uh, children are a gift. They're a blessing from the Lord. Amen. But, and, it, and again, it, it was certain books I had read or diving into the word. And, but it was truly how I thought of my kids is when I, the shift happened yes. for me. Yes. And I think you have to step back and be like, what are you listening to? Because if you're listening to the world, the world is telling you that your children are a burden. They're telling you that you, you are more important than your children. Mm -hmm. Your time is more important and valuable than your time with your children. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. And so why wouldn't why wouldn't there be this toxic mommy culture? Why wouldn't we feel like our children are a, a burden? Why would we have less days filled with joy if we're listening to the world? Right. So I think that's, again, I will say to all of you listeners, and of course to my, I'm always speaking to myself here too, but the more we listen to God and his truth, and this this goes back into this this article too, mm -hmm. the more joy we'll feel, we'll feel 
Yep. Because our thought processes will shift. They'll, yes. they'll shift. You know what I mean? Like I just I just want to like dig that point in because that's right. it's so huge and it's so important. And it's again, what are we thinking of our children? How are we thinking of them? And that truth will bring more joy. Yes. And that goes to then, you know, what do we know about our children then, right? We know they're sinners. Yes. Okay, that is a big deal. <laughs> yes. I want to say real quick, yes, and I, you, I want you to elaborate on that. But I will say, I remember, so we talked about this, that book. So one of the books, yes. I'm just going to throw it in now, but it's called Parenting um, by Paul David Tripp. It was life-changing for me. I read it... I don't remember how many years ago, and I reread it all the time. I go back to it all the time. Yes, but he talked about how our children are sinners. I mean, we all are, right? But I mean, we've been saved by grace, obviously, Jesus dying on the cross. Um, But when we understand that truth, I think it helps. It really does. Yes, especially when you're in the someone's having a tantrum. Someone is not being obedient. Like they don't have. They're not exemplifying any of the fruits of the spirit. You have to go back and remember, our children were born as sinners. We all were. Right. And when you can remember that and be like, ah, I I now get to lead them and show them they're being sinful. We are the example. So now we get to redirect that. Yeah. Well, you and I, with this conversation, I think, came up maybe last week. But how could we expect a three-year-old to know how to react to a certain situation when we don't even react appropriately yes. to that situation? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, Cause we're all, again, we're all being sanctified, yes. right? Like that's what we've talked about that in previous episodes. So how can we expect our little two-year-old, three-year-olds, even 12-year-olds, yes. 18-year-olds? I mean, yes, as they get older, we have different expectations for them. We've taught them we've, as if we're doing our job yes. correctly as parents. But I mean, again, under, that's where understanding that they are sinners and the Lord gifted them to us to teach them. That's right. Just like Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9 says, These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Mm. That is clear instruction. That was actually one of the verses we have used as when we when we chose to homeschool a couple years ago. I used, I took this verse out and I said, this is our verse. For homeschooling. For homeschooling. Yes. I mean, I take this seriously. Yes. It's an instruction. And so and again. it's a choice we get to make too. Absolutely. It, you know, it's not something. I mean, God's commanding us to do this. Yep. And. Are we going to be obedient to that as mothers? And are we going to choose every day to be obedient to that? Because right. we, can, we can certainly not choose to do that. Well, yeah, because, I mean, it's easier. Let's just be real. It's easier to check out. <laughs> it's easier to let someone else raise her kids. Yep. It's easier to let someone else teach them about Jesus. It's easier to let them watch TV or be on a screen or uh, let them walk in the ways of the world and of their friends. I mean, guys, it is easier. Yes. And so that's where it comes down to making the choice to do the hard things. And hard is not bad. Right. Right. And I, well, and I think of, I mean, we spend a lot of time together (laughs) and I look at my boys, my two and my four-year-old, even now my one-year-old is joining in on the fighting, right? And the constant, like, 
I mean, they're boys. They're brothers. They're going to fight. They're with each other all day, all the time. And as siblings, they'll fight. But even with our boys together, they spend a lot of time. And it's just, to me, it's kind of funny, too, to see how they've gotten so comfortable with each other. Yes. And how they, they start... Like, just the other day, we had to, like, break up. Like, okay, guys, yep. you guys have to treat each other with X, Y, and Z. You yep. know, whatever the fruits of the spirits yep. that they're not, ta- yeah, they're not yep. showing yep. To, each or- to each other. But if we don't teach them that in the moment, yep. that's how they're going to resort to reacting. And, and you're talking about, like, doing the hard. That's hard. It is. That's hard to pause what you're doing. Yes. To go and redirect. Teach. And teach. Yep. But we are commanded to do that, you know? Just like in the home. I mean, yeah, you're using an example of when we're together with our children and teaching them. But, like, even at home, if you're home with your kids, and let's say you're in the middle of cooking dinner. Like, here's a practical example, (laughs) right? you got to get supper on the table. Maybe you have something going on later and you're in a rush. And now you've got two siblings fighting. Or you have another kid that did whatever, did something wrong, right? (laughs) Yelled at you or... You know, maybe they grabbed lemonade out of the fridge and they're drinking lemonade and you're like, or a food, they want a snack and you're like, supper's going to be ready. Just yes. please be patient. <laughs> it's easier just to like, nah, 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 you know, mouth something off and keep moving on. But those are those moments where we need to stop and like, we need to teach. Yes. Like, why am I telling you no? Why am I, te- why am I telling you to stop fighting? Why is it important that you and your sibling stop fighting? Mm-hmm. And again... Like, it's, it's, that's the hard thing to do. Right. The hard thing would be to stop your cooking or to stop whatever you're doing because yeah. we're all in a hurry, let's yeah. be real, and actually have to teach. But right. that's our job. <laughs> and if, if there's, I think, even, like, bigger events, like, our my example is our story with Bennett. And I had the opportunity to be able to say, you know what, I'm postpartum right now. Mm-hmm. And praise the Lord that I, I was pretty well healed yeah. and he was only three weeks after having him and we had to travel across the country in two snowstorms mm-hmm. and at the time it was with a one-year-old and a three-year-old and a brand new three-week-old right That's and a, a dog <laughs> in the car <laughs> but you talk about and like getting there and then having to do the hard things in the moment and still like I could have checked out and been like nope I'm focused just on Bennett yes and I'm going to the hospital every day but I got to choose that mindset of I'm still going to be a joy-fueled mother and have joy in my day right. and be that example to my boys, even though our world was upside down at that moment. Yeah, that too. You still get to choose that and be able to teach them those things in the really hard, like if there's bigger life things going on. We we can look at the minute and we can look at the big and say we still have that choice to teach them the way the Lord is telling us here. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think that I, I'll be the first to say too. I don't do this perfectly all the time. Absolutely, <laughs> like not. I'm I don't still, <laughs> yeah. I, the Lord's still working on me, but like this is the goal for me yes. and my husband. This is the goal in our home, and it's what we're striving to. How we're striving to raise our children and teach them. But I think what what that goes back to too, when you think of Deuteronomy six six through nine, I love the part where it says. Um, talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. I think it's important here to remember, guys, like Mm. we're talking about like having to teach them in these hard moments. But I think that's a good reminder of why it's important to like always be talking to your children about the Lord. And, And like, for example, I mean, we homeschool, so it's easier, obviously, for me to constant, you know, we have 
Bible curriculum and you know we everything we talk about our curriculum for like even their math and language arts is all you know uh, faith-based curriculum yes but even so I think it's a great example of like why it's important to even like when things aren't bad like when they're when it's not chaos or when kids aren't fighting like to be teaching them the the ways of the Lord right like you're just constantly talking about yes it do you know what I mean to be in the, the right we don't like not being reactive it's being right. proactive so yes. like and what that can look like is maybe you have a, a devotional every morning before I mean if you if if you all are heading out in the morning to school work can you sit for 10 minutes together and do a family devotional or maybe it's at night at dinner and you're just teaching them um good character behaviors you know what are what are some ways we respond in life and relate them back to yes you know just rewarding the good behavior like speaking it out like right you know what that was great you just showed gentleness to your brother right or right, you know, or bedtime. Find uh, find books. I mean, that's the other thing too. We use a lot of resources, books. Yes. I mean, the Bible obviously is our best resource, and we're we we do obviously we do just read straight up scripture to our kids. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's important. I think sometimes we avoid it because we think they're not going to understand it, and they probably don't always. Right. You know what I mean? But we're still speaking in that it over them yes. and teaching them. Yes. Because again, that's our job. And that's where they're going to hide it in their hearts is the living yes. word. Yes, there's more. So good. But yeah, I guess the point I wanted to make there is just that. I think it's important that we are taking our job seriously as a mother and as a parent. And we're not just being reactive and then and then we're flustered. And again, that's more chance for us to fail. Like, be teaching them all the time. Everything that, like, even, here's another example. I was trying to get think of all these examples in my head, but... Like when we drive in this at night or anytime, mm-hmm. we are always relating like nature back to God with our children. Like, oh, you guys look at that beautiful sunset. Yes. Like, do you see the pinks? Do you see the blues? Man, God painted a beautiful picture tonight. I mean, and our four year old and eight year old are always like, Mom, look at the sky God painted tonight. You know, yes. like I can remember one time too, we were at the park playing and we were leaving and it started to rain. It was like sprinkling. And Novi, my eight year old daughter, was like, Mom, look at God decided to make it glitter tonight. You know, I mean, and she was genuinely serious. Oh. It doesn't have to be like sitting down teaching something. Right. It's just practical. Or like when you're eating, we are so blessed that the Lord gave us this food, you know, provided fruit trees for us to have our apples with their peanut butter. Right, <laughs> right. Know, yes, yes. And like constantly relating everything back to the Lord so that they're like looking for those things too. Yep. That's it's relatable. That's really good. So I think we need to we, we need to talk a little bit more about how we should think about our children. Mm-hmm. Right? Like we've kind of touched it on a little bit about teaching them, but how? Which I think you need to then go back to scripture. Yes. Yes. And Philippians four eight says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Mm. That's great. I just love that because that, I mean, that truly talks about the how of like, you know, what our thoughts should be. Exactly. Exactly the how of, you know, 
how we should think of our children. And we have a responsibility of managing our thoughts. Yes. And absolutely. I fail at it all the time. Yeah, same. But when we point back to the word Mm -hmm. and remind ourselves as mothers, how should we think about our children? It, it really, it, for me, that fuels my fire of like, I mean, this got me when we were going through show notes, I just was like, Oh Lord, you're so heavy right now. And the Holy spirit was just heavy because if I look at my children and I don't think about them the way God sees them, yes. then what am I doing as their mother? Like, mm-hmm. how, like then it makes you really think, like, how am I mothering? And then it, it, we, it goes to all of those things that we're doing in our daily walk as mothers. I will say it to that, too. Training your mind in that thought process, like what you're talking about, mm-hmm. is so huge. Because then I think even in the moments when you're, like, disciplining them, like, you know when you're, like, really mad at them? Yes. <laughs> like, when they're just really naughty. I mean, let's be real. Yes. Okay? Our kids can be naughty, and we yes. really can just get mad. But I have had times and moments where I feel like I've trained my mind enough, like, where I can be so upset with them for a choice mm-hmm. they made or their behavior at the moment. But my heart, like, breaks for them. Yes. So, yeah, I can be upset with them, but my heart truly breaks for them. So it's this, like, moment of, like, I need to discipline here, but I, like, I because I pray, like, Lord, let me see them the way you see them. Yes. So then I truly, my heart breaks for them. And so, again, and that's just a place, that's just taken a lot of, like, Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours. Like, that's my prayer and a lot of things. Right. But truly, it's, like, that can apply, too, to, like, any relationship you're in. Yes. Like you said, to see the other person the way, like, the Lord sees them. Because the Lord, God created everyone mm-hmm. here on earth. I mean... Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think that that can help, like you were saying, to, to have that mindset. It, it might even help you to be a gentler parent. Like if in your discipline, if you're struggling with being more gentle in it yes. or trying to find those teaching moments, if you can shift your mind to that too, those simple prayers. Yes. I and not like letting our emotions and our feelings get the best of us in yes. those moments. We really can focus on, okay... How am I going to discipline? And like you're saying. Yep. And I remember one thing I heard, I wish I could think of it so I could quote the source. Um, But someone has said, I've heard them say this a lot, but it was so inspiring to me where they said, we need to remember that like our children's sin is not a reflection of our sin. That's right. Do you know what I mean? Like I think sometimes we take their behavior or their their actions so personal because we feel like it's like a reflection of us, but like it's not. Right. They're just sin. They're, they're. They're sinful. They're sinners. They're yeah. sinful. And just like we are. Again. That's why they need Jesus. Amen. <laughs> and it's why we, why, that's why the Lord gave them to us. That's right. Like we don't, they're not ours. Like at the end of the day, they're the Lord's gifted to us yeah. to raise them. And he placed each child, like your child that you have, your children, he knew that you mama were the perfect person for that kid. That's right. He placed them with you. Because he knew that you were the one who was perfect to raise your child mm-hmm. or your children. And I think we need to, like, remember that, too. That's right. I think, too, with thinking about how we think of our children, I think a good thing to practice is we talked about this with First Corinthians ten thirteen is remembering. So I'll say what it says. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can endure it. 
So I think I was sharing this actually with you, that scripture in that I think it's, we can pray like, Lord, give me a way out. Like the Lord, you know, like what's a prompt that you can ask the Lord to remind you if you're before you like snap or before you react in those or before you even have those negative thoughts of your children. Right. Yes. Lord, give me a thought. Remind me. And scripture says that he will. He'll provide a way out for you. That's right. Doesn't mean you're going to choose it. Right. Right. You have to consciously make those those choices. Yes. So there's a few hows. Mm-hmm. Now, why should you make these changes? Yes. I mean, this is the big why. <laughs> first and foremost, you know, because our children's lives depend on it. Amen. You know, their future depends on it. Yep. Absolutely. That's a big deal. And we were talking just today about our testimonies yep. and how as adults, it usually goes back to our childhood. Yes, absolutely. Honestly, like every test, if you have ever listened to someone's testimony or like their struggles in adulthood, it usually has a story about their childhood. Yes. Almost all of them, how they were raised or how they were treated or maybe something they experienced as a child. They all go back to childhood. And for me, I when I had that thought, mm-hmm. it's almost like Holy Spirit gave me that thought too because I, I, like, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a big deal. Really and then I was is. like, how am I raising my kid? Like, you know, even now I'm like, oh my goodness, my 12-year-old. Guys, what will be his testimony? Yeah. And mamas, that should be a wake-up call to us. Oh my goodness. As the ones raising our children and and having that responsibility, we get to do this. Yeah. You know, this, is, this goes back to why we choose to be joy-filled mothers mm-hmm. and not the way of the world. Right. Absolutely. Because it does affect our children when they're older. Like, mamas, that should be a wake-up call to us as our responsibility to raise our children and raise them up rooted in the Lord. Right. Absolutely. And you don't need to feel bad if you've made mistakes before. Today if, you get to choose. Yeah. Or if you will, make mistakes. And you will. You will. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Yes. I think that happened, like, last week. We were, we were talking and, yeah. you know, you were feeling bad about something and I was like... Yeah. Mama. You know, and I too, same. I mean, there's days where I'm like, oh, I failed my kids. And that's such a good point. I'm glad that you brought that up because I want to stress, like, we don't have this figured out. Yes. And there are days and times where it's like, oh my goodness, I was like, that was the words that came out of my mouth. I'm such a bad mom. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh. And we should, one should not be speaking that over our ourselves. Right. And I had a moment where I needed to regroup. Yeah. You need to lean on your community. But if I didn't have that, I could have gotten stuck in that. I could have gotten stuck in the mindset of, well, now I'm just a whore and and managing. Yeah. (laughs) And managing your mind and that mindset around mothering, around your children. And that's the why, why we make the changes and why we go back to the to the Lord and we ask him for forgiveness if we've messed up, yeah. why we go to his word so that we can be filled and reminded of what he says about us yes. and we can speak life over us and yes. not break ourselves down. Well, the enemy would love nothing for you to go down a rabbit hole pit of despair and that's right, you know, just I am the worst mom. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, of course. Why wouldn't he jump on those thoughts? And you guys, I'm sitting here trying to remember why I even said that. I don't even remember the situation. I think it was just you had a reaction to your kiddos that you didn't didn't like. Right. (laughs) Yeah, you just had to like. I'm like sitting here going, why did I even speak that horrible thing over? Like I I was speaking death over my 
motherhood. Like, I can't say that. Yeah. But we, but it, that's reality. It, it is. No matter, and that's the thing, no matter what part of your spiritual journey you're on. That's right. It still happens. Yes. And I was thinking about, I think we shared in a previous episode how part of this podcast was born because we would get together and we would share experiences in our mothering. And like we'd said in our previous episode, we didn't like what the world was saying about motherhood. Right. We didn't like what they were saying and we were determined not to allow it to, to enter into our mothering. And so we've encouraged each other in that. Yes. And in our walk. And so I think, again, it's, we need to be real with you that we don't have this figured out. We're still failing at it, but we are committed That's right. to to changing and to becoming better because we trust God's word. We believe what he says about us as moms, what he says about our children, what he says mm-hmm. about our marriages, mm-hmm. what he says about our life, what he says about this world. And just like in Matthew 7, 13 through 14, it says, enter by the narrow gate mm-hmm. for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. I take that scripture reference very seriously in understanding that the gate is narrow. Not many walk on it. And I think this is part of like why we have to choose to be joy-filled mothers and be determined to choose it. That's right. Because we want our children on that narrow path. That's right. And we can't let the world conform us to, like, we cannot let the craziness and the chaos and the attack on motherhood start to conform us to say, you know what, I'll let that slide. Or, nah, I'm not going to worry about that today. Right, right. I'm too tired. I'm you know, too exhausted to deal with this. Like, we can't. No. We can't afford it, you guys. And I think it's important to remember something that we had said on a previous episode, too, is that we should look different from the world. That's right. right. Like, that's why we did a whole episode on the music you choose to listen to or the things you allow into your home or the shows you're watching. It it shouldn't look like the world. Or you should, you know what I mean? Like, we just can't, we can't conform because... That does nothing to help us change our thought processes. That doesn't help us get on the right path. Mm-hmm. One thing my husband and I, we talk with our children, especially because we have a 12-year-old and, an, and a soon-to-be 8-year-old, and life is changing. You know, hormones, friendships, all those things change. We tell them about the path in life. And I believe the Lord has a path for all of us, right? right. Like, he has this path that we are to take in life. The world comes in and we get off task. And mm-hmm. we've been very vulnerable with our children and have shared a lot of truths about the the wrong turns that my husband and I have made. We've made many and thank the Lord, his redemption and grace on us has redirected us. But we've told our kids like maybe the calling that we feel in our lives, maybe we'd be there by now or something, or maybe it would look different if we had taken certain paths in life. But it's like the Lord's just been redirecting us, you know, like reroute, reroute, reroute. (laughs) GPS reroute. Yes. And thankfully he does that. And he will do that for you and your children too. But like what we want to tell them is, your path won't be easy, but you you could be on your path and stay on that path for life. I mean, that would be my prayer for my children. Right, absolutely. Right, is that they would walk in their the ways of the Lord and they would walk in it sooner than having to take multiple reroutes because, you know, that right. can be tough. I can't protect them from that. But my right. point in that is that that's where, that's why... We have to choose to be joy-filled mothers so that we can do what we are called to do and do it 
as best as we can right. with the help of the Lord so that we can help our children walk on that narrow path. That is so important. That's right. These yep. little lives are our responsibility. Like, that's a big responsibility. Yep. But sure again, is. remembering that truth that the Lord, with his help, the joy of the Lord is my strength, you can walk it out with him. That's right. And you can, and you can do it. And you get you get to, to do, do it. it. Yes. <laughs> you get to. <laughs> well, and like we've been talking about, our kids will see us and we get to lead that example of that. Yeah. So that when they are adulting, when they leave the nest someday, and I'm at that point right now with our 18-year-old, Jordan is going to leave soon. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, let's be real. No. <laughs> um, but they are going to leave the nest someday. And the world and the enemy is going to try and conform them. And yep. if they're not rooted in God's truth and rooted and know what that narrow gate and that narrow path is yes. and looks like, mm. how can they come back to it? Right. But if we raise them in that way, and mamas, if you're listening and you've got older ones and you're like, you know what, we've, we've just started this path. Yeah. That's okay too. Yeah. Because that's the testimony of my husband and Jordan before I entered into the mm. picture at all. Yeah. I mean, they got saved together. It's such a cool mm. moment for them. But they remember life before Christ mm. and before they were saved and how... They look back on that and they're like, whoa, where would we have been if we wouldn't have Mm. gave our life to the Lord and changed our ways? Mm. And now that trajectory, I mean, they were older in life, but it still made an impact and it will make an impact for generations now. Yeah. I was just going to say that's that whole like the long game. Yes. Like we're, my husband and I say that we are in this for the long game. Yes. Right. Like culture will tell us, you know, quick fixes. We want quick fixes. We want it now, you know, or we're too tired. We're too exhausted to deal with it. That's the short game. Yeah. Right. But we are in this for the long game. And so not only are we impacting our children, we're impacting their children, their children's children, their children's children's children, their, their potentially their wives or their husbands. I mean, the impact for generations to come Mm -hmm. is huge. Mm -hmm. And when my husband and I understood that, we had someone say the numbers. I don't want to quote it because I don't remember exactly what it was, but something like if you have three kids and then, um, the line from that is like, I think it was like six or seven generations after that is yes. like 336 people or something that you're impacting. Wow. wow. When we heard that, we were like, oh my goodness. Right. What right. a responsibility. Yeah. And it was like, okay, <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. what do we want that to look like? Right. And I think that quote even, or that statistic didn't even include the spouses. So again, when you think of it like that, that is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And they're wow. going to remember you as a mom. They're going to remember how you reacted, how you responded, all of those things. That's and so right. we want you to be a confident mother. We want you to be a content mother so that you can have joy in your days. That's right. And how you're dealing with your children and how you're going about your days. That's right. And the world will tell you not to be joyful with your circumstances and with your children. But we're here to tell you that the Lord does want you to be joyful. Amen. That's right. I think you have to have some practical tips, though, too, in there. Right. And we've given, I think, a few sprinkled throughout that as we've been talking through. The one that, the first one we want to talk about is actively listening to your kids. And when we say this, like, you could replace kids with your husbands, yeah. too, right now. Amen. You could You can replace those and take these practical tips and then work on your marriage, too. But we're specifically talking about our kids and being mamas right now. So 
what does it mean to actively listen to your kids, right? I was thinking about this and I'm like, if my two-year-old's on the floor playing with something or showing me something that he's playing with and he's trying to tell him, tell me, am I cooking dinner right. or cleaning something and I'm like, yeah, 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 oh, that's cool, great. Or do I get down on his level? Do yes. I, oh, show me. Mm. And it takes a couple more seconds, yep. but you guys, those seconds mm-hmm. will impact them and it just lights up their world yes. and it fills their cup enough to maybe go have five minutes of playtime by themselves. Yep. Or, and not, not that that's what it's about in the moment, but the long game, like we've been yep. talking about. Yep. And the more you listen, the better you're going to be able to understand and empathize with your kids, which can lead to closeness with your kids. Who doesn't want that? And mm-hmm. guess what? Mm-hmm. Joy. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Which is the goal. Yes. Yeah. I mean, listening, and it's going to look different with their ages, too. Like, obviously, if you have littles, getting down on their level, listening to them, seeing them. Like, see your kids. Look at your kids. Yes. Get off. Get away from the distractions, things that are pulling you away from your kids, and just see them and look at them. Yes. But then as they get older, too, that's going to make – that means you're going to need to sit and spend – you know, like we, you've talked about your 18-year-old talking a lot. My 12-year-old, same way. Like yes. he likes to talk a lot. He wants to process. He wants to have different, deeper conversations. And it just requires us to take more time yes. to sit with him and have those conversations. Yes. What are we teaching him if we don't? Yes. We're teaching him he's not important. He's not valuable. And again, I go back to those testimonies as kids. What do I want his testimony to be? Right, right. I want him to say, I felt loved. I felt seen. My mom mm-hmm. was joyful. She was mm-hmm. so gentle with us. I always felt safe. Like, I want, that's like when I think about what I want that's my kids right. to say. That's right. You know, I want them to, like, remember me like that. And so, again, going back to the pra- practical tips, you know, and actively listening, maybe for younger kids, you're getting down on the floor with them yeah. and you're playing with them or yeah. you're doing a puzzle with them mm-hmm. or you're imagining with them. Yeah. Like, you're, pl- you, you know, yeah. pr- playing pretend. And then for the older ones, maybe you have a day date. Yes. Maybe you're spending that extra one-on-one time. Mm-hmm. And it, it does get harder, one, the more kids you have yeah. and the more you're going to say yes to in your life. So make sure you have that time for your older ones, yeah. too, that you're spending that quality one-on-one time yep. with them. And I will, just because I'm always about that conviction, I will, I will ask you that if you are sitting here listening to this, like, well, I don't have the time. I'm just going to say, maybe step back and ask yourself what you're filling your time with then. Yes. I'm sorry. I No, I'm not even going to apologize for that because if we are given children, that's our greatest responsibility. We've already established that and said that. And so our time, honestly, should be filled with our children and our husbands and our lives that we're trying to build. Yes. And walking in the ways of the Lord. And don't hear us wrong there's still time for other things. Yes. But what are you prioritizing first? Right. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. Because I'm not saying, yeah, you can't have a life. Right. Well, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yet I'm saying if you're thinking, listening to this, like, well, I don't have time for that. How do you have dates? I don't, we don't have, you know what I mean? It's full of sports and it's full of activities and yada, yada, yada. I mean, maybe you got to drop a sport. You know, maybe right. you have to drop an activity so that you, you can find the time. Yep. Because, again, we all have the same amount of time in a day. So I just think it's important that we're, you know, taking the time to do that That's and remembering right. that. And I think the other important thing to remember, too, is that we need to accept our children for who they are. Remembering who our kids are and whose mm. they are. Yeah. 
You know, like they're not a burden in our lives. And the opposite to that is what the world is saying. Yes. That our kids are a liability. They're an expense. They're a burden. They take away from your career or whatever you are focused on instead of focusing on actively being with them and listening to them and accepting who they are and not trying to change who they are. And, guys, the world doesn't want us to have kids. Right. Absolutely. That's, That's the opposite. They are not a burden. Yes. Well, I just literally had this thought. So um, I think it was last week, you and I, when did we take all the kids to an, an acai bowl place here in town? Was that last week? I think so, On yeah. Judah's birthday, or two weeks ago. Yeah. We went, we took them to this place. <laughs> and so, again, I have four children. Brooke has four children, but three of them were with her, her young younger three. So you can imagine. Um, and we're sitting at this long table. So we've got, yeah, seven kids, two mamas, right? And I have a newborn, essentially, Zion's five months, um, Bennett's a year, a little over a year. So again, we have babies too. And this place has a lot of young girls in it, like college students, it seems like, young work, you know, working women. And I was just laughing because, you know, of course, we've got kids screaming, we've got kids playing, um, getting down, getting down, running around, laughing. And Brooke and I are just sitting there eating our acai bowls, like what we do. And I looked at her and I laughed. I said, I... What's sad is probably a lot of these people in here are like, I'm not ever having kids or like, that's why I'm not having kids. Right. But like what I wanted, what I wanted to do is look at them and say, this is great. Like, right. we love this. You know, like we, we were truly enjoying ourselves. Yes. Like and we're eating and we're redirecting our children the, the way they needed to be redirected. Um, like I, what my point in that is if you're listening to the world and what they say about kids, you're going to look at that scenario and be like, oh my gosh. You know, like, I don't ever want to have kids. But if you are in the word, and I guess maybe I'm kind of speaking to younger women here, if you're listening, that Mm -hmm. you don't have kids yet, or you're newly married and you're thinking about having children, what are you, what you're consuming will shape your thoughts. That's right. About what kids are. That's right. And for us in those moments of chaos, like we don't, yes, we, we might say that they're chaotic, but like, it's a beautiful chaos to us. Like we were laughing. We, I looked at you and I'm like, (laughs) and we just laughed. I mean, the other night, our families went out to dinner together, and you guys, it was this long, here's another scenario, a long, like, bench thing, and all of our kids are on these little stools, and it was chaos, like, and all four of us, our our husbands were with us, we're all just eating, like, and one kid, one parent gets up to redirect, another parent pops up, I'm, what did I say, it's like that game of pop the weasel, or yes, (laughs) and I think at the end of it, I was like, one of the last ones eating, oh yeah, I literally was like, we were joking and laughing, and I said, I'm enjoying this moment right now. <laughs> yes. You guys, our kids are not oh. a thorn in our side. They're not. They're not. They're the best. They're the best. Yes. So being conscious of that yes. every day. Yeah. You know, another practical tip that we thought of is, you know, putting sticky notes up to remind yourself. Those yeah. declarations that we've talked about before, that we've had freebies in the past mm-hmm. on our other past episodes for, You know, you could even just put a sticky note up and write on there, my children are a blessing and a gift, no matter how they act today. Mm, And just speaking that out. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And it's just, it's Romans 12 too. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's right. So what do you need to do to renew your mind? You need to spend time with the Lord. You need to read God's truth about who you are as a mom, who your kids are. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So how much... 
time we're spending with the Lord, what we're allowing him to do in our lives is going to be our strength to have that joy and to see our kids for who they are. And so going back to our practical tips we've been talking about, we've been talking about actively listening to our kids. And now we're talking about accepting your kids as they are and how God made them to be, you know, practicing accepting them. And that's going to help you experience that joy that we're talking about. Yeah. And rather than trying to change your children or compare them to other children, well, my children act this way. Why don't they act like that? We can redirect those things and we can appreciate them for who God made them to be. Amen. And we notice these little things in our children that can also bring joy and connection with them. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And then our third one Mm -hmm. is being present with your kids. Mm. It kind of goes, you know, actively listening is kind of that same, but just being present. And rather than focusing on the what ifs or the shoulds, we can be in the moment. I, when I was a first, a brand new mama with a newborn, I got caught up, caught up in that. Like, what's the next thing I should be doing? So true. Um, What should I, you know, what's, what should we do tomorrow? What should we do this week? And there are good practical things to be planning ahead, especially when you have multiples too. But being in the moment and just being present, that's how, going back to that article we referenced at the beginning of this, that's how you get to cognitively process a Mm -hmm. meaningful moment and experience that joy mm, that yes. the Lord is going to give you. Yep. And that Love way that. you can value that connection and yep. the experiences you have with those ki- your kids. And again, you're taking joy from those experiences. Yep. Amen. Enjoy the little things, yes. right? I, I always yes. see that quote everywhere, and that's what that really means. Yep. All of it. All of it. The Lord wastes nothing. So enjoy it all. And I think the last way, just to kind of sum this all up, is just to allow yourself grace. Mm. Like, again, allow yourself grace in all of this. Just be determined to make changes using practical, you know, things, practical takeaways. And just asking the Lord in and asking him to just help you transform your heart, renew your mind. Simple, simple ways um, to just make those changes. But again, allow yourself grace because you're going to fail every day. That's right. We encourage you to go check out the article that we referenced at the beginning of this. Yep. It'll be in the show notes. So please go read that. It's very fascinating. And it, it just spurred this whole episode for yep. us. And then just remember, mamas, how you should be thinking about your children, mm. why we make these changes, right? We went through that. And then just start implementing those practical tips that we talked about. Yeah. We would love for you to subscribe to the podcast Mm. if you haven't already so that you get the reminders when our new episodes come out. Um, And we would be blessed and honored if you were to share this with a friend or family member that you think that would be blessed by it as well. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Joy Fueled Motherhood. Thank you for listening today to the Joy Fueled Motherhood podcast with your hosts, Andrea and Brooke. We hope you've enjoyed our conversation today. And as always, remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength.